guys, welcome to another podcast episode of A Drummer's Guide 2. Today I want to talk about auditioning, actually. Um, now I'm, I'm like, auditions terrify me <laughs> and I used to be terrible at them, like absolutely terrible. It wasn't necessarily a playing thing, although I'm sure that that was a factor earlier on, um, but it was more a kind of um, think overthinking things and feeling really self-conscious and I have this thing, I have had this thing, I still have this thing where if I'm talking in front of a group of people I get like super embarrassed and um, I would turn red and all this like stuff and I would start sweating lots and it would be horrible. I'm fine if I'm one-on-one -on -one with people but if I'm in a group and people are literally just I am the centre of attention and I I don't necessarily know what I'm talking about I struggle with that I'm fine if it's like talking about stuff like this because obviously I do a lot of um, like uh, speeches and stuff to uh, schools and universities and colleges and stuff like that and I'm totally fine with that because I kind of have something of value I feel but yeah put me in a room for an audition and I'm just like totally rabbit in the headlights so I just wanted to talk about uh, my process really for auditioning, what I've come up with uh, ways to do the best I can basically and prepare myself in the best way possible. So, and also just to talk through what it entails, what, what happens during an audition process, how does it sort of come about? So let's begin with how does it come about? Um, generally speaking, whenever I get called for auditions, it will be through um, usually a musician that I have played with before or that has heard of me, we may have mutual friends or it might be um, a musical director who generally is a musician as well or it could be through a manager which I've had many times or even a label and they'll call you and say or email you and just be like uh, yeah I've heard about you, do you fancy coming down to audition for this new artist or or whatever artist it might be, um, with a date, and yeah, if you can do it, great. So you might reply back, great, yeah, I'd love to, uh, just let me know where I need to be, and I'll be there, sort of thing. And then, generally speaking, they will send through um, a track, maybe two, maybe three, maybe four, uh, to learn, that you will be playing at that said audition. Now, occasionally, I'd say, I was trying to think about this, I'd say like 20 to 30% of the time, it will be a case of learning the song in the room on the day. So it's also a really good idea to actually learn how to learn songs quickly. Um, this is something that I've done for years, but that's purely through necessity. And funnily enough, it wasn't through needing to do it for auditions, it was actually through needing to do it for covers gigs, because I would get called last minute as a dep, and I would have to just learn songs quickly. So I, I sort of, I know how to do that now and it's such a um, useful skill. And also it kind of looks impressive when you do it in the room and you're sat there with like the manager and the, you know, the label and the artist and a bunch of musicians and they play a song once and you chart it and then you go, great, okay, let's go. And they all look at you like, do you not want to hear it again? Or no, 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 that should be fine. Should we just, should we just do it? It really, I don't know, it, I think it comes across that you're very, well, I'd like to think it comes across that you're very experienced. I don't know, maybe it comes across that you're being really cocky, but I think it's an experienced thing. And I, I, I like being in that position where you're not holding anyone up as well. I have a real thing about 
having people waiting for me. I don't like that feeling one bit, so I'm going to do it as quickly as I can. In fact, I always remember doing this one audition, which was, it was great, I ended up getting it, but um, we, if I remember rightly, they didn't even play me the songs. They kind of, they just said, oh, just jam along kind of thing. And I was like, okay, cool, that's fine. And I would jam along and play it and... Um, and inevitably, you're going to miss the occasional uh, accent or stop or whatever. Uh, and at the end of each song, I would say, oh, I'm really sorry I missed um, that. Like, you know, it's not really good enough. And they were just laughing at me. They were saying, are you crazy? You haven't even heard this song and you basically played it perfectly. How did you do that? And I'd be there just apologising because I hadn't hit like one accent or whatever. Um, I'm still like that. I, I'm, I'm fairly harsh on myself, but I think you kind of got to be to have that standard of wanting to be good at something, you know? Um, yeah, so anyway. That's a good place to be if you do end up having the tracks on the day. And also, um, and this is the case for any musical situation, obviously, your ears are your best asset. So just listen out to the other musicians or the track and your instinct should tell you where they, where it's going, generally speaking. Obviously, it's not 100% of the time, but generally that is quite a good way. Also, if there are other musicians, um, I'm sure that they will try and help you along with going into different sections or accents or whatever it is. Uh, and again, that's if you're learning it on the day. If you have the tracks before the audition day, you have no excuse not to know these songs inside out I don't care whether you're up till four in the morning learning it you've got to know this stuff as if you were going to go and do a gig with it tomorrow that is my personal bar that I set for myself because why wouldn't you just know it as best you can and do the very most you can so let me take you through my process for learning songs for an audition first thing is obviously get the songs perfect Good start. We have the songs. They exist. They are in your iTunes or whatever. And then the first thing that I do with them is I chart them. And it's not because it isn't necessity to do it quickly. I will do it in a way that I will make sure I hit all the main points of, you know, the actual, obviously the actual beat or the part, depending on what your instrument is. Um, also any uh, accents that might sort of like be in there, I don't know, going into a chorus might be pushed or you know anything like that um including endings if there is one if it's a fade then okay you can deal with that on the day um also if there's any parts that are like any fills or anything like that or any licks that are really prominent and the artist probably will be listening out for them because a lot of the times artists um will latch on to those those sort of bits as cues to go into the next section. So if you don't do it, they might then not go into the next section, they might not realise where they are, they might feel uneasy and not stable. So that is literally the last way that you need them to feel. You want them to feel supported and solid and you know where it's at and it's all good. So that's a good starting point. So chart out the songs as best you can. Then what I'll do is I will go and sit behind my kit and I will play along to the songs with my charts and I will make sure that all those parts that I've just charted out, all the little edges or the nuances or the little sort of bits, I will make sure that I know them inside and out. I will be playing them 
to a point that I feel completely comfortable, completely relaxed, to the point that I guess I can kind of perform a little and get a little bit into it and feel the music. You know, I'm not tentatively trying to play them and sort of falling off the back of fills or, or you know, rushing fills. I mean, that's obviously a, a really common thing with drummers, especially if you're nervous. Um, we have a tendency to either speed up or slow down. So just get comfortable with the parts and how it's feeling. The third step, in fact, I'm gonna not start using numbers because I'll probably end up sort of like missing out numbers and looking silly, but uh, the next step for me would be then to play it without the chart. Uh, and that would be a concentration on the structure of the song. I want to know exactly what's going to be coming next. I don't even need to think about it. I just know in my soul what's going to be coming next. And this is really useful as well because uh, either I've had this so many times in auditions where other musicians aren't as prepared as you and you can sort of help them and direct them to write, we're going into a chorus now or something like that. And that comes across really well during auditions because it, it, it you know, you are clearly reliable and you can be counted on and, and that's a really um, valuable skill I think uh, for any band really. So it's good just to know exactly where you're at in every bit and yeah so once you know that without the chart I think that's a good um, yeah that's a sort of a, a tick in that box. My next step is then to record myself playing to the track and I will then listen back to it and what I'll be concentrating on there is to make sure that I have the right feel of the track and also that I'm completely locked in with it. Because a lot of uh, music that I play at the moment, touring, there are backing tracks involved. So, and if you think about backing tracks, they're kind of like a click in that they're not going anywhere. Like that is the track. There is no, there's going to be no movement on that. That is going to be a consistent thing every night. So if you can lock in with that backing track and make it feel amazing, you'd hope <laughs> that the other musicians will then lock in with you. And then, yeah, you've got a great starting point. So make sure that you listen back to it. You lock in, you maybe, if it's not quite locked in, then go back and record it again, make some changes and just get you know, you may be feeling comfortable, but make it sound comfortable, make it enjoyable to listen to and all that sort of good stuff, you know. My next step after that is then to get away from the kit, sit down and visualise the actual audition side of it. And what I'll do is I will sit, I will close my eyes and I will visualise walking into the room meeting the artist, the manager, the label, the other musicians and imagine them having a really positive reaction to meeting me and being really happy and you know just just all the, like the best possible meeting basically all very friendly very nice so I'll do that that doesn't take long then what I'll also do is I'll sit down and I will put in my headphones and I will listen to the songs again I will visualise playing them and I will imagine the other musicians around me, if there are any, uh, will be turning around, kind of smiling, you know, getting into the groove with me, looking really like happy and enjoying it. And the same with the artist, maybe either if they're singing, then they're turning around and really getting into it. Or if they're sitting watching, then they're just smiling and nodding. And then I'll imagine all the A&R and the management and the, the musical director all nodding and really being into what you're doing and smiling and all that good stuff. 
and that's what I'll do with that. And I feel like that really sets you up to be in a really good headspace going in because, you know, you'll have this positive emanation going on, which people do kind of feed off of. And I'm, I'm convinced, and I may be wrong, but it's something that I choose to believe. If you go into anywhere with a positive attitude, you're going to get the best out of the situation. Even if they've just had someone in that completely is like, has made them all feel horrible and negative and what are we doing here? If you come in all happy and enthusiastic, and not only that, you can play the stuff and you're doing an amazing job of it, they're going to be doubly as happy. It's going to be amazing. So, because bear in mind for them, I mean, this is probably going to be a bit of a rigorous day. And depending on when you actually come into the audition, they may have been in that room for like four or five hours, maybe even longer. Maybe they've seen like, I don't know, 15 other musicians. And can you imagine that headspace hearing those same songs 15 times if not more because usually it might be like okay yeah let's just do that one again so let's say everyone does every song twice 30 times and then there's you coming in if you're coming in with a bit of a kind of negative vibe they're not going to be warming to you they're just going to be more like oh my gosh I just want to go home I'm hungry but yeah come in ask them how their day's been going ask them how is how everything is and all that sort of stuff I think it's just good to be like you know, just be, have a normal sort of pleasant conversation. And although, you know, it's me saying this, and sometimes I do get really weird. I don't know what to say. I just get a bit tongue tied. I do try and you can only try and just be yourself because at the end of the day, what it actually comes down to, well, you know, you go to auditions and actually whoever's there auditioning, I've found are all at a very similar level and and generally speaking everyone that's there could physically do the gig it's not really about that it's more about like the personality and how you gel with the other musicians or the artists it could even be down to the look you know it's silly things like that so it's not things that you necessarily can help and I I, I just would not suggest sort of trying to uh, adapt your personality to the situation too much because that's going to wear thin very quickly. You know, you're going to end up on a bus or, you know, uh, in a splitter with these people for probably months and months. And if you then show yourself later to be a completely different person and actually you guys don't get on that well, it just makes for an awkward thing. So just maybe, well, not maybe, just be yourself and just own who you are, what you are, what your humour is, or if you don't laugh that much or you're not that funny and whatever, whatever it is, just do what you do because... You know, you might be this super hyper person, but in the audition, you notice that they're really chilled. So you might try and dull yourself down, but they're not going to enjoy being stuck on a bus with a super hyper person six months down the road, probably. Um, although, you know, you might rub off on them. They might add a bit of hyperness to their situation. <laughs> so, yeah. So I think you can only go in, be as prepared as you can be and and just enjoy the process really um, another good thing to do is to think about uh, so usually when I've been into auditions recently I don't know whether this is a new thing because I don't remember this happening when I was younger um, although my memory's horrendous uh, is they might go around the room and sort of say oh like introduce yourself and tell me about yourself so obviously I would say hey my name's Emily Dunn Davis I'm a drummer I've been playing for the last 20 years um, professionally for the last 10 and then I've been playing with and then use whatever artists uh, you've played with to uh, like 
yeah, just tailor it to whatever artist you're auditioning for. Maybe like mention some artists that are in a similar vein if you have um, the yeah, if you have the, that choice. If you don't, just reel them off. All good. Um, and then and then maybe say something either a random fact about yourself or just something a bit obscure and a bit silly which is usually what I like to do because um, I usually just say whatever I fancy in the moment. But the one that I, I keep coming back to is um, I'll say, yeah, so, you know, I've been playing with um, Tricky, The Darkness, Cher Lloyd, Brian Ferry. Um, yeah, and I love romantic walks on the beach. Just something that makes them take notice, you know, and remember you and just go, oh, OK, like they're, they're pretty relaxed and they're obviously having fun with this. So that's really nice. So yeah, something like that to kind of just ease the, the moment and get people laughing because at the end of the day, it's music, it's fun. If it goes wrong, nobody's going to die. It's just, you just got to enjoy it as best you can. There's another thing that I wanted to talk about because um, it's something that I see other musicians do and I have massive admiration for it, but it's not something that I do and there's a reason for that. And that is... Um, some people really research the actual artist. Now, I'm all up for listening to uh, their music that isn't necessarily the tracks that you're playing to, because um, I just think it's good to have a general idea of the kind of vibe of the whole, you know, the whole catalogue, as opposed to just whatever one, two or three songs that you're learning. But something that I've seen other musicians do, and it's totally worked in their favour, is um, they research the artist themselves. And they'll read interviews, so they'll they'll hear stories of things that they've done, and um, yeah, and articles about them and stuff like that, which I think is really amazing. But I have this strange um, uh, I don't know I I have this strange feeling towards this. I admire people that do this, but for me personally, I have a real problem with learning about someone before I've met them in the flesh and had a chance to meet them as a person from my point of view. And the reason that I say that is because, you know, you might read an interview with someone, but A, it's done by someone who isn't them. So that interviewer, whether you like it or not, whether they try to or not, it's inevitable. They put their own spin on it and they may put project their own uh, feelings towards the interview and project that person in a certain way which may not be how you perceive them um, and that becomes even more apparent when it's uh, an article about someone and I've experienced this firsthand in fact so when I went to audition for the darkness um, we were sitting down having some lunch and uh, Justin said to me he said you know I'm sure that you've read lots of stuff about us and have certain preconceived ideas. And I said to him, actually, I make a point of not reading things about uh, people that I work with because I I want to make my own opinion of you guys. I, I don't care what other people think. I care about my experience with you. And to be honest, right now, it's a really good one. Like, we're having a great laugh. We've had a play. It was really fun. You guys seem really nice. So it's not... I don't care what other people are saying about you. I care about my experience. And, you know, me personally, 
I do try and see the best in people. I try and pick it out and, and concentrate on it. And yes, sometimes that's that leads to a bad situation. But I'd rather be like that than sort of see all these negative things about people and come to them with a negative attitude because it just doesn't help anyone and it starts everyone off on a bad on the bad foot. And in fact, I'll tell you where I learned this. Um, I won't say who it was with, but I was working with one artist that had a lot of bad press, basically, especially in the UK. And they were they were they were put across that they were very awkward, very difficult to work with. Um, and consequently, I mean, you know, I wasn't actively looking for this information, but it was so prominent at the time that it was just right in your face, you know, you couldn't get away with it, uh, couldn't get away from it rather. So I went into this audition just going, oh my gosh, this person is going to be a nightmare and, you know, they're going to be really difficult and moody and all these negative things. Poor artist came in and was literally the sweetest person ever. Like, so nice, so smiley, so happy. Um, I was talking to them and it transpired they were like, one of the most hard-working people I'd heard of, but none of this had kind of been put across in the media. So that was a big lesson for me of just like, you know what, you don't know people until you've met them and you've spent time with them and experienced them yourself in a moment, you know? And yes, sometimes you might be wrong on the whole, but there's no one side to people. There's always, people are so multifaceted and you don't know what happened in that interview there. They might've been having a really bad day or get, gotten some awful news, but they're trying to persevere and carry on and just, you know, keep doing the thing that keeps them going, which is music or just working, you know? And we're all like that. Everyone has bad days. You just gotta keep going basically. So anyway, that was a really, really big lesson for me. And since then, I've really embraced that kind of trying to take people for what they are in the moment. But consequently, I also do have this crazy um, dichotomy where I'm just like, I also think, right, I'm having this conversation with you. This is the artist. And I feel like there's stuff that I should know about you that I don't. And it makes me feel awkward. So there is this two sides to this. But equally, you end up having really interesting conversations with uh, people that, you know, you probably wouldn't otherwise. And, and it's coming from a genuine place of wanting to know, which is also nice, because it would be awful to pretend to want to know when you already know because you've read it in an interview or something odd like that. But yeah, anyway, that's it's kind of I don't as you can tell, I'm kind of back and forth on that side of things. But I think it's there's sort of pros and cons to both of that kind of approach of finding out loads of stuff about an artist or nothing at all. I'm sure there's actually a happy medium, but I'm I'm a lady of extremes. You will learn this about me the more that you listen to me ramble on. Um, anyway, let's get back to this whole auditioning thing. So let's say you've gone in uh, you've done you've done the audition. Oh, another thing that they may ask you to do, which I've had in a ton of them, is uh, sometimes they say, oh, actually, we've just got this riff that we've been jamming, so maybe you want to play along. Um, so that can be good. So if you can be set up for that, which is just to have the flexibility to be able to do that. And um, also, I mean, the best thing you have there is your ears. Just listen to the other musicians, watch them for cues, interact with them, and just, you know, just do your thing, be yourself, and, you know, that... 
that will either happen or it won't and there's not much you can do about that you just got to be open to to being open and flexible basically so let's talk about the aftermath so you've done your audition you've done the best that you can super happy um I, after auditions when I was younger, would then sit back at home and absolutely stew over it. I would go over every little thing that happened. I would be waiting by my phone. I would be waiting on my email, checking it every like two minutes uh, to see if I'd gotten it. And this would go on, if I didn't get it, for days. And then gradually, sort of, the worse I felt about myself, the sort of, the more I would sort of come away from that and go well obviously I, I haven't got it and that's terrible and I'm a terrible drummer and blah 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 blah. be really defeatist I, I had this kind of uh, cycle of dealing with auditions like this for years but what I actually realized was that a it's not it's never even if you get it it's never your be all and end all and once I realized that I also realized that I should probably deal with the after bit of my auditions in a different way so what I would do is and what I still do is I then plan stuff for the rest of that day something for myself and generally it's something to further my career sometimes it's not sometimes it's I'm gonna go out and go for a meal by myself like I'll just go and have a date with myself awesome and I'll go do that and that's just really fun but usually it'll be right okay, I know that after this audition, I'm going to go home and I'm going to practice or I'm going to shoot a new video for YouTube or I'm going to shoot another one of the a Drummer's Guide 2 videos or podcasts um, or I'm going to go do a gig. Why not? And it's just something to make me feel valued again because it's a weird thing, the music industry and especially being a session musician is that your whole... Well, for me, I can only speak about myself. For me... Before I had this outlet of helping people and before I had the studio and my own business to run, when it was literally just live and touring, my whole being and my whole worth was measured by people calling me for gigs and auditions. And if I didn't get that audition, then that would send me into spiral, some sort of spiral of sort of depression and stuff like that. And... When I realised this, I thought, right, I'm going to combat it. So, like I say, I will always do something to make me feel worth something again. Uh, like I say, now it's slightly different. I'll come and work on my business or put something out there or give back to someone else. But at that time, it would be like, right, I'll go play a gig and I'd go and play a really fun gig with some friends and it would be great and I'd just feel like, yeah, cool. Well, hey, even if I don't get this that audition... My life is pretty good. I still get to play the drums uh, for my living. I'm happy, you know. Um, and I think that's really important just to come away with a, uh, a positive something to look forward to, I guess. And then, of course, if you do get the audition, then happy dates. That's awesome. And if you don't, you just move on and you, and you carry on to the next thing. Now, another thing that um, some people have asked me about is if you do an audition and you either haven't heard back which to be honest generally if you haven't heard back within around 48 hours although I would say sometimes it's longer I would generally say that that means you haven't got it a lot of the time they won't get back to you because obviously there's so much to do if you think about it from their point of view the auditioning the musicians process is the beginning of the whole situation the whole putting the show together to do a tour and then tour it. I mean that is literally the very first step for them 
if you think of it like that, it's kind of like, right, you're getting back to you. As much as it means a lot to you, that's kind of like one of the lesser important things in their world, which is fine. I think it's good to kind of realise that and go, that's fine. You need to kind of be okay with that. And if people do get back to you, it's a really nice surprise and and you know when people do get back to me and say actually unfortunately we've gone with, with someone else I always think wow you're that's really cool that you did that because you didn't need to do that and that's I like that a lot um but yeah if you haven't heard back you probably haven't got it now some people take this in two ways uh they take it like I do and I just go cool awesome I'm moving on anyway so it's fine I'll just get on with the next thing some people really like to get feedback from the person that has auditioned them and I have a lot of respect for this for sure I think it's really commendable to try and improve yourself definitely although as I said earlier a lot of the time it's just down to menial things like a look or um, personality it's not something that is wrong it's just uh, not the right fit necessarily um, but yeah but some people really like feedback now I have, a, I have like I say I admire this kind of forthright way of dealing with it and um me personally though I don't I don't know I don't do it for two reasons the first reason is I'm terrified I'm terrified of being criticized like I'm I'm awful enough to myself without someone else having to sort of tell me what I need to improve on although it probably would help if it was a playing thing however I also feel that since these people that are auditioning you as I said are at the beginning of their process of putting together a tour they don't need someone, you know, if they've seen 30 drummers that day, they don't need 30 drummers coming back to them and saying, could you give me some feedback on my audition? It's kind of like, uh, okay, and you kind of end up, well, in my head, I feel like that would put pressure on the person auditioning you, and then it would become a bit of a, not a burden, but a bit stressful, like, oh, I've got to get back to that person and tell them and give them some constructive criticism because the other thing is people don't like see, saying mean things to each other well I don't think they do I'd like to think that they don't and you don't want to have to put someone in that position I hate it when someone's saying oh could you tell me what I could improve on I mean it's a difficult conversation so and usually you probably won't know this person that well so I'd rather leave an audition as they were a great player but they weren't right for the job and then they might get, you know, this MD or label or whatever might have another artist three months down the line. And they might go, oh, do you know who would be really good for this? That person. You know, they were really, they came in, they great player. Um, and yeah, they had a similar personality to this new artist. And they just seem really chilled and together and blah, blah, blah. However, if you're asking for feedback and kind of hassling them, have I got the gig? Have I got the gig? Have I got the gig? what might the resulting kind of or resounding feeling left might be more of yeah they were a really good player and their their personality would fit really really well but they were quite they kind of they're a bit like uh desperate and they're a bit you know they just kept getting in touch and it was a bit stressful so i'll tell you what let's not bother with them because even if they are kind of right for it i just can't be dealing with that whole bit afterwards about wanting feedback and blah 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 like i said this is all stuff that is literally happening in my head i might be completely wrong and please tell me if i am 
if you're a musical director and you love giving feedback to 30 odd musicians after an audition, then please tell me. I'd love to be proven wrong because that would be great. It's great if people would thrive on giving feedback and have the time and the inclination. That's amazing. But my my gut feeling is that it's more of a hassle for them than not. And I'd rather, I have a thing about being a hassle to people. I don't like, I don't like people waiting around for me. I don't like being the one that they're waiting on. I don't like causing stress. I like to be as easygoing as possible and make the job as easy as possible for everyone involved. Because, you know, it's just, let's make it fun. Let's make it as fun as possible. And yeah, just do a good job, basically, at the end of the day. So yeah, I think that that kind of covers the whole auditioning process. I feel like I've been talking for a very long time. Um, but yeah, I think that everyone's uh, like everyone's process is different. Everyone's experience is different. But at least if you haven't done an audition, this will give you at least a bit of an insight into what to expect. Maybe hopefully how to prepare for it. I hope that works for you as well. If you have been doing auditions, though, let me know how they've been going. Let me know what your process is, because I love hearing about all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah. And if you have any other questions, then please feel free to email me at info at a drummer's guide com, Or you can go onto the website where there is a form that you can fill out to ask a question. Uh, the website is a drummer's guide com. funnily enough. And also there's a ton of uh, YouTube and Facebook and Instagram TV videos. If you literally just look up A Drums Guide 2. Also, uh, I have a, an Alexa flash briefing now um, as well as, yeah, just, I mean, yeah, I'm putting out a lot of stuff at the minute. So just, just go search for my name, search for A Drummer's Guide 2. You will find tons of stuff, uh, infographics as well. Just, yeah, I'm just trying to put out there as much information as I can so that people feel prepared when they go into these situations and they can do the best they can and they can shine the best they can because everyone's definitely got something to give it's just about putting yourself in the right frame of mind I guess uh, to give the best that you have anyway feeling all existential and and yeah <laughs> whatever that word is um I hope you guys are having an awesome day and where whatever you're doing whilst listening to this driving driving to a gig from a gig anything um yeah hope you're having a good one and I will be back again next week for another one of these hope you're well speak to you soon bye